Welcome to the 20th episode of the Average Golf Society podcast. Uh, my name's Rob, and as always, I'm joined by Warren. How you doing, mate? All right, buddy. How are you? Yeah, very well. Very, very well. Good, 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 good. So, yeah, this podcast is for every normal golfer, mm-hmm. every hacker, every um, shanker, mm-hmm. every scratch golfer, like just normal people. Just, just normal average golfers. Joe. Anyone who, exactly. anyone who goes out on the golf course, this is for you. Yeah, exactly, mate. So, as always, Rob, I'm going to ask you the same question I ask you every week. Have you played any golf? And you know the answer again. Yes. Yes, I have. We had our first society game of the season um, yesterday, on Sunday. We did. Lovely. And we Lovely went to day, Dunstan man. Hall, just outside Norwich, on a beautiful sunny day. Um, yeah, Dunstan. Obviously, it was uh, a little bit nippy because of the time of year, but... But it was just a lovely day out. It was good. It's a bit depressing when you have to put your trousers and your, your big jumper on and your base layer back on again after having months of. Oh, I didn't go base layer. I, um, I was a bit nippy though with just a jumper and a t shirt on. Yeah, that's why I put mine on. You know, mm. I need. You know, I haven't got so much insulation as what you've got, mate. So. Your zero point one percent body fat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. First game of the season. Uh, it's enjoyable. Enjoyable round. Mm-hmm. I like Dunstan. We had a stay away there last year. Yeah, yeah. We've played there uh, a lot now, actually. We must have played sort of six or seven times in the last few years. I reckon um, so. It's a, you know, it's not it's far It's always away. a fixture it's of a good the season. Course. Mm. Um, yeah, I enjoy, everyone enjoys going there. Food's always good afterwards as well, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. um, How yeah. did you play, mate? Shite. <laughs> in a nutshell. I played horrendously bad. I was very disheartened. With how I played, I could not hit my driver. I couldn't hit any irons. I I was not not playing very well at all, and I, I was so like, Ugh, if you know what I mean, if, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, but no, I played, I've, I've had I, lots of those rounds. <laughs> I played pretty well at Portugal as well, mm-hmm. and like to play like I did, I was just so like, what the hell is going on? And I played with your dad as well, and I said to him like, this time last week I was playing really well. He said, I oh, know, mate. That's just golf. He said. It's true. Yeah, it is. Especially someone of our standard, like of our standard of golf. <laughs> so it was um, just annoying, really. But I did, you know, like in always about that. It's good company, you know. I played with your dad, and I played with the bandit as well, mm-hmm. which was a good. You know, it was a nice round, nice chats and and stuff like that. So, how did you play, Rob? Um, I played. <laughs> I thought I played quite average. Um, coming up the 18th myself and a chap i was playing with uh called matty um i think we we're on the same score and we both sort of said oh we played okay we'll probably finish maybe top half of the table there's probably uh-huh. a few people ahead of us and then lo and behold when we got in we come first and second but i didn't think i played enough to win if you see what i mean yeah i do i do mm. Uh, I only got 28 points, um, which is, uh, I can't think of many occasions in our society when that would be a winning score. There's usually someone at least 30, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. It was an unusual round yesterday mm. because it was such a nice day. We've had a lot of rain here over the last week. Yeah. Um, and the, it was so wet underfoot. It was horrible. Yeah. Um, I haven't had my golf clubs so muddy that for a long time no it got to the point with me where i was not taking practice swings because i didn't want to muddy my club and have to wipe it again before i hit the ball do you know what i mean because yeah. you're doing it yeah, every time yeah. yeah i get that 
Um, um, so I speak to my think? dad as well because um, he he came sixth out of the yeah. eighteen of us, but he only got twenty one points. And usually, mm-hmm. I'd think of that as a really not 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 a great score. I mean, I got seventeen points, mm. and I played like I hit, I blobbed so many holes. I think I got two points mm-hmm. on two holes, two pars, and the rest were just ones. Yeah. I played horrendously. I so like I said. 17 would normally be a bottom score but there's people coming in with lower scores than what i did yeah there was yeah but i i played some some really good guy i only blobbed two holes um yeah but like say the hardest hole on the course um is a very long par four um down a hill and then you've got a lake to go over at the bottom do you remember that hole i think it's night number 15 on the 16th yeah lovely i like that hole that's probably their sick i yeah, I'd say it's signature holes. holes. But yeah, I parred that just very sort of standard, you know, two shots onto the green, mm-hmm. two putts, and I just walked off, you know. That, quite that's, easy. That's a, that's a toughie if you're not a long hitter, though, that hole. Because mm. you've, you've got the dilemma of if you lay up and yeah. you have a chip onto the green, or do you go for it and risk the pond? Mm. That's a very risk, risk or reward I, hole. I hit a fairly good tee shot, but I still had, I don't know, I want to say 150 yards over the water. So yeah. it's quite, it's still, even that's quite a daunting shot, but you know, I hit, what it is. I hit my tee shot to the 150 marker in the ground mm-hmm. and I went for it, but I shanked it oh. uh, and hit a tree, landed at the base underneath a tree. So I had to chip out over a lot more water in the end mm-hmm. as well, yeah. like a diagonal shot. So it was, but there you I'll go. I'll tell you what, anyone who listened to our recording where we talked about our end of season game when I was playing a knockout game with um, Chris Taylor um, he had a horrendous game yesterday you wouldn't even think it was the same person playing golf like, yeah he, he said in he said on the way home how how he plays and I was like what yeah, I don't know it wasn't like him at all yeah. I Weird. got him in the first round of knockout cup this month uh, this year as well actually alright you should be rubbing <laughs> your hands together after how he played yesterday <laughs> poor old boy yeah, uh, He's always happy yeah. though, no matter what. So it's good for that. Yeah, he's just happy to be out of the house. I think. Yeah. yeah. So, what did you think of the course yesterday, Rob? Um, I liked it. I did, but like you say, it was wet underfoot, and I don't know whether I was especially um, noticing it more because we'd just played for several days in Portugal with perfect fairways, or yeah. I, I don't know. But it, it was muddy. And I, I like to take a pitch mark when I when I hit an, an iron shot off a fairway. But um, you just dug in and slapped the ball yesterday. It, was, it wasn't good for that. What did you think? I don't know how to describe it. It's hard because I know how nice Dunstan is, mm. and I I just really I came away like really pissed off really because I just got so wound up with the the tee boxes really pissed me off. They weren't how, nice. Yeah. They were so so long grass and so muddy. And then some of the tees were pushed right, because we played off the yellows, so they were pushed right to the back of the tee box too, where you had hardly anywhere to stand. Yep. Um, and even some of those ones were, because they were at the back, you were slightly sloped, so you were you're yeah. hitting upwards. It was really weird. Yeah. yeah, I did not enjoy that at all. I was really annoyed about that. The greens um, were peppered with um, pitch marks as well. See, that must have been, you were in, were you in the last group. Or second to last. Second group. to last, yeah. That must have been our lot because I, when me and your dad, me, your dad, and Banda went out, we were the first ones out, and there was mm. hardly any pitch marks. Oh, really? And when there was, I was repairing them anyway. 
there was some greens where I was repairing like five or six, like just peppered about. Yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah. Yeah, I just can't work out how, especially when the ground's that muddy and you know you've hit the green, like why well, you wouldn't look for your own pitch mark and repair it. That bothers me. Ignorance, mate, is what it is. Ignorance. Yeah, well, um, we've talked about that many, many times. So yes, let's, we were, let's, let's, let's drop it let's, for now. <laughs> um, but talking about the greens, I did honestly think the greens were in really good condition. Well, they were really nice greens yesterday, mm. considering the weather we'd had, and I, I thought we were we were pretty lucky with those. They ran true, and well, they were quite tricky actually as well to read. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, but, but like I, you say, they did run true. There was there's lots of ones where I had a tricky read, but no matter where I sort of sent my ball, that's where it went. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I yeah. do. Do you think you're overthinking where you were hitting your part then? Sometimes I, I did putt fairly well yesterday. In fact, I nailed one from from quite far out, probably twenty five feet. Um, nice. Um, but and yeah, I, I didn't miss many short putts, which is which is nice. It always helps on a round when you when you make those those sort of within mm. six footers. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. I don't know. Nice, very nice. So at ten, Rob, what <laughs> are you going to give Dunstan Hall? Um, I think any other time I would have given it sort of high sixes to sevens it's going to be a bit lower this time i'm probably going to give it a six yeah i was going to say six i was knowing how nice a place it is Mm -hmm. and how nice it is when we've played it in better conditions than that Mm -hmm. but to play it in such muddy damp conditions i was really it's it's just unfortunate that we'd have had all the rain a few days before really that's all yeah yeah it's and this is a nice course so (laughs) I, I don't think our scores reflect actually how good or not how good Dunstanall can actually be because the facilities are lovely, the food was really nice, people in the pro shop and in the bar and nice and friendly and helpful. It's just it was just the course that it was you know the dampness and the muddiness just let it all down really didn't it mate? For us. Oh well, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah we can't help the weather you know. That's one of the mm. other things. So. But the, the good news that we haven't picked, um, touched on yet, Warren, is that I am now top of the league. <sighs> okay. I was waiting for a round of applause, yet I get a sigh. What's that about? Uh, just, I'm desperate to win the league, I think. <laughs> <laughs> After finishing second twice. But mm. um, Yeah, no, good luck to you, Well done, mate. Oh, I was I'm on an arm about whether to play next month because it's, it's one of the further ones for me. Um, but I kind of feel like I have to now because I've got Ooh. a I've got a chance. Do you know what I mean? You know, if you if you miss one, you are crucified. I know that's the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking for. I like the next month's venue, which is Coldcott Hall, which is near Fritton Lake. It's just like outside of Beckles. Um, I've never played it, so I'm looking forward to trying that. One. You've never played it? Never. That's very nice. Very nice place. Nice. Um, in fairness, though, I. I wouldn't blame you if you didn't come. I mean, you've got a le- we're teeing off at half past nine. I know. Mm. So that's like half past six leave for you. Yeah, it is pretty much. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, but I'm up uh, early anyway. I've got a baby, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so this week's guest on the podcast. Um, oh, can Rob. I introduce him? I'm really excited about this guy. I'm not about to ask you who you've got, who we've got. Well, this is amazing, absolutely amazing. We have got one of the Marvel superheroes. We've got Ant-Man. He's coming on. <laughs> and I never even knew he played golf. Is that right? I got that right, Ant-Man, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Okay, nice. 
I like the how you just <laughs> he's gonna love that as well. <laughs> I just can't believe he's coming on. No, so um if you guys didn't know uh who we're on about, we have got the presenter of the Sky Sports Golf Podcast, Josh Antman. Oh Antman, okay. Yeah, I, I got confused. Yeah, there's no hyphen in the middle yeah, of his Ant-Man name. Ant Man must be next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll just get Paul Rudd on and see what he thinks exactly. about golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Um, that we haven't actually got Paul Rod on next week, <laughs> just to me. Um, yeah, so we had a nice long chat. Um, this is a pre-recorded one. We've had this recorded for quite a while um, because we've just had other podcasts that um, needed to go out, and we've had a couple of special ones that have gone out before mm. before we've done had this one to come out. So yeah, oh, it was a really nice guy. Really yeah, enjoyed. Yeah, it's a really chat good chat. You can probably hear us geeking out quite a bit because we're quite jealous that he he works in the golfing um, world, seeing all these pros and talking to pros, and you know it's it's, it's madness really. But um, very jealous of him. To us, uh, to us, it must be a bit. Uh, it's surreal talking to someone who like just thinks nothing of talking to these guys, mm. and he's just like talk like it's nothing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Not that's not a bad thing. Because uh, that's his job, but um, for us, we're like golf gods, if you know what I mean. That's like exactly. wow, this is awesome. <laughs> true, true. Anyway, it's enough from us. Let's uh, let's yeah. wheel Josh out and let's hear from him. Okay, so this week we're joined by Josh Antman, who's a producer at Sky Sports Golf, and he presents the uh, the Sky Sports Golf podcast. Uh, how are you doing tonight, Josh? Uh, very well, thank you. It's very strange being the guest on a podcast because I usually have to do so much prep and uh, stuff to present it. So it's actually quite nice, and I can give more of an opinion. I think this side as well. Yes, I usually have to, exactly I usually have, what we want. Yeah, I usually have to be quite muted. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's quite nice to be this side. I'm a really? bit shocked. You said that you do prep because we do nothing. So. <laughs> the problem is, the problem is, and you'll find this out. I have the worst memory. In the but the, but it's almost it's not the worst it's sometimes selective so I could tell you the Tottenham lineup ninety four ninety five no problem I couldn't tell you what I did last week though <laughs> so uh, depending what subjects you're going to bring up it could be very interesting some of my answers <laughs> uh, yeah, hopefully you'll know the first question that Warren's going to ask you he always asks the same one the same question every week mate is how did you get into golf. How did I get into golf? Wow. Yeah. I can actually remember. You know what? I can remember. Uh, actually, we've got it on a home video. I can remember uh, the house I grew up in. We are very lucky. We had quite a big garden. And I can remember my dad kind of made a small hole at the bottom of the garden with like a mini pin in. <laughs> and oh, we nice. always used to do like putting contests and stuff like that using his putter. And I can remember one Christmas. We've got it on a home video. Is he bought me my very first putter and I've actually still got it somewhere. There's me trying to, trying to unwrap it. I can remember and I can't get the, the paper off like the head or off the handle. And all I can see is the steel shaft. And then it suddenly, you can see on the video, you can suddenly hits me that it's a putter. <laughs> and I like, so I kind of got into it, like into it like that, really like playing at home. And then I remember my dad, we used to go down the driving range um, and, I can actually, it's because it's my it's a weird thing. He had one tape in his car and it was Queen's Greatest Hits 1. And <laughs> I would always play Don't Stop Me Now on a loop on the way to the driving range in his car <laughs> the whole time. So that's like my favourite song ever just because of that. 
And nice. yeah, we used to go down the driving range. I had a nine hole course as well. And um, yeah, I kind of learned on there really and spent, you know, weekends on there getting into it. And I actually, you know what? My my dad loved golf, but he wasn't very good at it. And I think he tried to maybe coach me. And because he wasn't very good, I wasn't very good. And I don't think I was decent at golf until maybe 22, 23. It kind of just hit me quite late. And I kind of taught myself a few. And then, like, YouTube videos came in and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but, yeah, until then, I was uh, I was a terrible golfer, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you have kids of your own that you can pass that putter on to when the time comes? No, I don't have kids at the moment. But that is a great shout, Rob, because I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And that is probably a very, very good thing. That's if my kids want to get into golf. <laughs> if I ever, uh, although I do think I do want to get my kids into golf because I think it's an amazing game that socially it's an amazing game and you know it's something that no one ever perfects no one ever perfects golf and it's something no. that even if you play a really shit round mm-hmm. there'll be one or two shots which makes you want to come back you know I'd want my kids to kind of have that feeling and um, yeah I'd, I'd want to start in the same way like crazy golf mm-hmm. or just putting yeah. You know, it's an easy, you know, not much thought goes into it. It's fun. You know, it's a great way to get kids into golf. When when I was about uh, 11, near where I live, there's a place that's got six holes, but you play it from 18 different tee positions. Genius. So one one can, I think one hole's like 70 yards. I think the longest one's about 200 yards. So when I was about 11, my stepdad took me, my brother, and my, this is in the middle of summer. So there's me, my brother, my mum, and my stepdad. And he took us around there, and we just had a, a blast going around there. It was so good. And it, you, it's still open now. And you just like a fiver to go around there. Brilliant. I love those kind of. I, I love. And I actually played. Funny enough, the first time this year when I was in um, in Ireland for the Open, Northern Ireland, we uh, I was on the morning shift, so we had some time in the afternoon. And we were trying to find local golf courses, and there was a course. It was a nine-hole course. But you could play it as a 14-hole course because it had different tees on some of the holes. Oh, and that's, yeah, yeah. that's the first time I've ever played that, mm-hmm. a course with different tees. And it was brilliant. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was genius. It was the par threes mainly that they changed. And it was a completely different hole on the different tees. And it's such a clever and easy idea as well. Mm. You know, I, I don't know why there's not more 13, 14-hole courses, by the way. There no, should it should be, yeah. I'm yeah, sure I there's think... one in uh, Essex that's a nine-hole course, but... Each each hole has got two different tee positions, so uh, you really? could play it and it's a par three or it's a par five, depending on where you play it. From, oh, so. really? That's cool. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'll have to find that out now. That sounds really good. But yeah, fourteen hole golf courses, thirteen hole golf course. It'll take it take an hour less off the round. <laughs> yeah, I, sure. I, I don't know why there aren't many. Uh, maybe maybe there are some, and I I just haven't bothered to look, to be honest. But I've not heard of many. So um, I think there's another there's another golf course up near my way up in Southwold. That's got as a nine hole, but it's got um, eighteen different tee positions. Cool. Well, so that's a. I think that's got a, quite a high up course in Suffolk as well, actually. Oh, so, is it really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but they do beginners. have county there as well. So for beginners as well, if they just want to play, you know, nine or twelve holes, it's so good because I play with people. And they get a bit bored after 13, 14 holes, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, and they just want to, they kind of want to go home. So, you know, those shorter golf courses, especially in the summer after work, you go play 13 holes for a couple of hours. It's brilliant. Yeah. yeah I, I tend to play nine holes more than 18 just because of those you? summer evenings. Yeah. yeah. After yeah, work. It's yeah. A good, it's a good idea, actually. Yeah, nine, yeah. It's a very good idea to play nine holes, I think. Yeah. With your, with your pals as well. I have a couple of beers, whatever. It's brilliant. 
Mm. Yeah, love, love a bit of Twilight Golf and just Nine Houses. Oh, Twilight Golf, my favourite. The, 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 something about the shadows on a golf course yeah. as the sun's going down, you know, and it's a nice golf course. The There's something about the shadows at, uh, um, when the sun's going down that make a golf course look amazing. It's yeah. true. Yeah. The one near us has got a, a nice river that runs alongside it, and the sun yeah. setting over that is so good. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, yeah. But very few sports you get that kind of feeling as well. You don't get that really in football or rugby or well, obviously not snooker. I don't know why I thought snooker. There's, there's, there's <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Oh, the magic of twilight snooker. <laughs> <laughs> why isn't there outdoor more outdoor snooker? To be fair, in the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, another thing with snooker. And I spoke to. I don't know. Sorry, lad. I'm going to snooker. Is. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Why do, why do you have to be quiet in snooker? I, I don't know. Why does the audience have to be quiet in snooker? <laughs> I think if point. it's a bit more like Premier League darts, that might get so much more interesting. Yeah, it would, I absolutely <laughs> think it would be more popular. I just, I've never really understood it. Why you have to be, everyone has to be so quiet in snooker. Oh, yeah, anyway, so that's another podcast altogether. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So from, from there, like, did you, have you joined a club since you've sort of got into golf more? and um sort of like have you progressed like that so when so when i was younger so i lived in newbury in berkshire that's where yeah. i grew up about 50 60 miles west of london and I, as a junior i joined a, a golf club called donington valley which was quite a short golf course but had some really pretty holes i was there as a junior for quite a long time it was quite cheap back then i think my, i think my mum would dad pay for it to be fair um and then uh, after that i wasn't a member for a while somewhere because i was was like i don't know a bit of a teenager starting to go out girls and all of that stuff as well and then a bit later i joined a, a club which was literally next to uh my house called donington grove which mm-hmm. actually has been on euro pro tour this year i think um and it was weird because it used to be it was run by japanese people and, and it was only japanese people allowed to play on it when it first opened so it was wow. really niche wow. and it's in the Best, I, I wasn't a member then, but it was in the best condition. And then they realised they were losing shitloads of money, so they opened up to other people. And then I was a member there, and that was a really great golf course, really, really good. Um, and then, and then, actually, you know what? I was a member there until I was about when was I a member there? Until about twenty six years old. So I'm thirty six now. And then, then I moved to London and working at sky and stuff like that i've been on the golf team i worked a lot of weekends uh-huh. and i soon realized that getting a golf membership wasn't worth it at all mm. because yep. i just never got never got you know my money's worth out of it and um you know with and with golf courses probably being more expensive here in london yeah they are um and with stuff like joining fees which annoy the shit out of me um I just couldn't afford it. So I went for the pay and play option. And I still do now, you know, even with yeah. my work at Sky, I cut, you know, I could join a golf club maybe, but I still don't think I'd get my money's worth out of it. You know, I'm obviously missing out on stuff like competitions and official mm-hmm. handicap and stuff like that. But I'd rather enjoy golf with friends and I enjoy going to other golf clubs. I enjoy going to see other golf clubs in my area yeah. and wherever, you know, people go, oh, have you played this golf course or oh, have you played this golf course rather than sticking to one course? I might be in the minority yeah. there, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know. But I really like seeing new golf courses and, you know, so, so if you, yeah, yeah I just, you know, if I say to someone, you know, someone takes me to a new course and they and I go, 
and I sat like stand on the first tee and I go, This is amazing, this is a great golf course. He goes, Yeah, it's twenty five quid. I'm like, Are you kidding me? Twenty five quid. You know, if I played that forty times, fifty times a year, I still probably less than a membership at a a golf course. Yeah. So you know, so it's it's hard. It's hard. I mean, golf membership is a big thing we talk on our podcast a lot and I get yeah. a lot of messages from people that especially my age, mid thirties, are priced out of golf courses. Like yeah, that's it's, it's that sudden jump in it for when you get to thirty-five above. That is crazy jump. It's nuts, and you know, and you know, I just mentioned joining fees. Who could, who what thirty-something can has got a two grand lump sum yeah. to give to a golf yeah. straight away? It's just mental. It's great. It's crazy, and that's why golf courses are shutting down. Mm. So they can't. They're, they're doing it wrong. I think they're doing it completely wrong, but. Um, this is so why yeah. me and Warren enjoy because um, we play society golf and we yeah. play a, dif- a different course every month and we, we love that you know go yeah, with your mates great. you know it's cheap as chips because there's more of your play and you get a group deal exactly. yeah exactly. It's, it's fantastic yeah. for that where did you play yeah. this month? Uh, uh, where did we well, play? last month we played at Colne Valley in Colchester or just outside of Colchester okay that was really good really yeah. good of course I don't yeah. know that of course I don't know that area that well actually to be honest I don't think I've played golf in that area thinking about it so um, um, but this this month we're we're staying it's our season finale so we are playing at Wensum Valley just outside of Norwich okay cool um, I think they've had a Euro Pro there and I actually oh, have they I actually remember uh, Eddie Pepperell talking about it on your podcast with him with his golf chats oh, and he didn't. said he had an absolute stinker there. Oh, it was, he was that really one. pissed off. Yeah. This is where Josh's memory, yeah. <laughs> it's just you just it's just kicked in. It's just kicked in, absolutely. Yeah, you, you've already just seen the memory there. What are we, ten yeah. minutes in? Yeah. Um Yeah, he did oh he did mention that golf course, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Um, it's it's quite a good deal for us because we get to play both courses in the evening meal, you know. It's like 120 quid. So it's- yeah, that's a, that's a no that's a no brainer. Yeah. It's an absolute no brainer. I love I love playing society. I played one not long ago actually. Um yeah. we played at uh, again, see I've forgotten it and it was like two weeks ago. Um we played uh where was it? I can't remember. Um uh, but it was <laughs> but yeah, there was like twenty of us and it was like uh, yeah, seventy quid on a really great golf course, three course meal afterwards, and there was other yeah. stuff thrown in as well. And it's a course I've never played before. It was a bit like Sunningdale, like Heather and stuff like that. I was like, this is I said if I lived near there, I would have I would have played it. I would have uh, become a member if I yeah. you know nice. if I had the time. So no, I love playing all different golf courses. It's the right way to go, I think. So. It's um it's interesting talking to the chap who organizes our our society because some places won't have um, a society on a Sunday at all because it's members only. Um, but this is something we've talked about um, with him. It's crazy like how they're going to turn down a 20 who are going to play golf and have drinks afterwards. Like It astounds me how golf clubs want to reject that sort of opportunity, especially in the winter as well. <sighs> In the yeah. winter, I can't. I, I, if they're yeah. rejecting that in the winter, that is so mental. Yeah, that's so mental. Just to please a few members who might be, you know, who might not like it. I don't understand why they, why the members would hate it. It brings more money into their club. It makes yeah. their club better for what uh, five tea times on a Sunday. I yeah. have. I've been. I've spoke to a few members of golf courses, and they think that societies are just automatically hackers. Yeah, it's, it's not not quite like like that at all. Don't get me wrong, but golfers, our society, golfers for everyone. So we've yeah. got people 
of uh, a beginning stage, and then we've got a guy who plays off nine in our society. Yeah. Um, and it is so much fun. But to an outsider, someone might think not think that that's what they want at their golf course, which I suppose you're entitled to your opinion, but if, you're, if your golf club is willing to reject that sort of money from that's stupid. Yeah, but the the other thing I don't get is, so what if they're hackers? Agreed. Who cares? You know, yeah. it's that you've got people coming to the game that you really enjoy. And you know what? Everyone was a hacker at one point. Yeah, it's true. So People forget that, yeah. People always forget that. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, I don't care if you're off plus three. You're a hacker at one point, mm-hmm. you know, and you're rejecting the people at the standard you used to be, you know. Yeah. And you kind of, you know, as I don't know. I think all golfers want other golfers to get better. No yeah. one wants anyone to stay shit all their lives. <laughs> so, you know, and for five. So what if there's a, a four ball hackers? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter at all. You know, I, so I, I think you should be more happy that there's other people on the course. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you can pass on maybe a little bit of help to them, that, that'd probably go a long way as well. Oh, God, yeah. We've, we've, we've found on, because we call ourselves on a Thursday when we go play as Thursday night shankers. Um, yeah. And there's, there's, other, there's other people playing while we're there. And like we've often asked people if they want to come play with us. And sometimes people aren't, aren't that that good there. And we like said, well, maybe if you helped them out a little bit, and that go yeah. a long way, you know? Exactly, yeah. Mm. Exactly, yeah. The, you know, the people who are off high handicaps, they really appreciate it. Just a few tips, you know. Well, who yeah. doesn't like a few tips, to be honest? We could all do with some tips. So, you know, there's really good golfers who are, you know, and what's it to them? You know, what's a bit of time out of their schedule, you know? Yeah. So, what's your yeah, handicap, that, Josh? Uh, nine at the moment. Mm, nice. So, nice. Playing, playing, playing all right at the moment. I've changed a few things, which has helped recently. So, um, yeah, about a year ago, I was really struggling. I couldn't, I, I was probably playing to about 20 handicap. Mm. I just yeah. suffered a big lack of confidence. And then, yeah, found a couple of things myself and uh, worked hard at the range and stuff like that. I almost got the yips chipping as well. I was wow, very, really? yeah. yeah, I was very close to it. But um, Jamie Spence on our podcast helped me with a few things actually recently. And it's I've improved a lot with that. So that helps. I, I was also scared to hit driver at one point as well. So I went uh, through that as well. Did you? Yeah, a couple of years yeah. ago. And I, I left it in my bag for about a year, you know, just thinking, oh, I would hit a wood off a tee or a five iron or something like that. Yeah. But in the end, I just said, look, I'm not going to get any better with it if I'm not going to play it. So exactly. I just had to keep persevering. And, and it did come around naturally on its own after a while. You're okay now with it? Yeah, not too bad. Still yeah. not the best club, but, you know. Who's is? I don't, think, I, I don't think a I don't think a driver is anyone's favourite club, no. really. No. Maybe maybe a few pros, but there's everyone usually says seven or eight iron. Would you say it's the hardest club to hit, though, driver? For me, I think it is. Yeah, it because is because the because the the face is so so much. There's not much loft in it. You got mm. the the degree for error is is smaller. Mm-hmm. So you know, with a wedge, you just can't unless you're Bubba. You can't, you know, sl- uh, draw or fade a wedge that much. But with a driver, boy, you can go into the next county sometimes <laughs> with me. And like, I don't know literally how I've done it. So, yeah, I think it's very hard to hit a driver sometimes. But but if you're confident, sometimes in a round you can't miss with a driver. And that's a pretty nice feeling as well. Yeah. I think. So Definitely. I think any handicapped golfer, any golfer of any standard would say that as well. So, mm. yeah. yeah, there yeah. is something special about hitting a driver. Well, oh, God, yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah. 
Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, Josh, um, huh. what about your, your career? So I'm sure a lot of our listeners will think you've got the dream job working at Sky Sports Golf. How, how did you get into that? Um, so I got into uh, Sky. So I finished, I did journalism at university mm-hmm. um, and I realised about three months after getting that degree that the degree was absolutely pointless uh, because beer, the pay when you start journalism is awful. So um, I can't, I was it also combined with the, um, uh, for guys who listen to Sky Sports uh, podcast, I realised I got Crohn's disease and I got Crohn's disease as soon as I left university and I got pretty ill with it and stuff like that. And then about, about I don't know, 2008, 2009, my cricket captain who was at uni with me, he, I found that he was on the cricket team at Sky and I said, oh, if you hear any work at Sky Sports, let me know. And he phoned me one day and he said, oh, we need someone to log the cricket. I went, what does that mean? He goes, look, come into Sky and I'll, we'll show you. So I go in for like a mini interview and I love cricket. So what you do is you basically watch live, watch live a game of cricket. And on a piece of paper, you write down the time code, the batter, the bowler, what happens. So how many runs scored? And then there's certain colours, a certain camera angles. So you do that for every single ball of the match. And then about every hour, uh, like a, a producer will come down and pick up your pieces of paper and they're cutting the highlights for the cricket. So they then can see all the good bits of cricket that you've put in your logs and they can go to those time codes quickly in the edit suite rather than go through the whole cricket game themselves. And that's how they cut the highlights so quickly. So they might be the highlights might be done an hour after the live go, uh, live cricket is finished hmm. for about six months. I've basically got paid to watch cricket, which was pretty cool. Um, and then soon after that, like it was only cricket were the only ones logging basically. And then tennis started to do it as well, and it went on to computers. And then loads of sports that Sky wanted to do it. And then kind of my boss realised that the group of loggers needed a manager. There wasn't one created. And I was kind of the oldest guy there. So I was kind of made the manager of the loggers. So I was like, did rotors, you know, put everyone on different sports, organized them, hired a few people and things like that. Mm. I did that for about a year, I reckon. Um, and then I um, then a job on the golf team came up for a junior. Um, and I would, I would have been the oldest junior on there, but I loved golf. And I knew I wanted to probably get out of that job as the manager and go into production. Um, so I went for it and got it. Um, uh, I, embarrassingly, I got a few golf questions wrong. I think he asked me who was the world, the gold, uh, the golf world number one, and I didn't know. I just froze at the time. It was someone. It was like DJ. It was something like that, and I just didn't know. But I knew. I knew the 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 guy that interviewed me, Jason, the boss. He knew me anyway from be, me being the manager. I'd have meetings with him a lot, so he knew I probably knew that, and it was just me being nervous. Um, so yeah, that was about six, seven years ago. I started as a junior, and um, yeah, did various things, and I kind of worked my way up. So now I'm a senior assistant producer there. And it's um, yeah, it's a very cool job. A lot of travel, and yeah, some some a lot of people emote it's a, a dream job. Um, it's very long hours, very some shitty hours as well. When you're doing the Fiji International at three a.m., cool. uh, that can be um, that can be a bit crap. Um, but I work with a great team, and it's on a great sport I love, you know. And there are loads of people; it's their dream job, and it is great. It, I've got to admit, it is really good. I'm very lucky to have it. So and then doing the podcast what, nearly three years ago, that was something I wanted to get into. And that's that's been a big thing for me as well. So, yeah, it's very, very good being at Sky. So big company, grown a lot since I've been there. So, um, yeah, really, really good. 
So do you get to travel to, like, say you went to the Open this year, so do you get to go to, like, all of the majors as well? Like, So, or, so that or... depends on what who my boss rotors it on. Okay. Basically, so for like, so a lot of people won't know. So I've not done Augusta yet. I've not done the Masters, but oh, that's no. because that's because um, the the people at Augusta are quite strict with how how many people the media are allowed to bring. Okay. So Sky are only allowed to bring a certain amount of people, and there's people above me in the team, so they get priority over me, and uh, no one's really left since I've been there as well. <laughs> so uh, so I've just been stuck with it, unfortunately. So it's obviously a place I'd love to go to. Yeah, um, I was going to say, you must be drooling at the bit to get oh, to there. God, I just want to see what, like, how green the, the grass is and how steep it is and stuff like that, yeah. you know, and stand on stand on a few of the tees, stand on Amen Corner, stuff like that, you know, and, um, but yeah, I've done a, yeah, I've done, I've done last three or four opens and, um, yeah, a few US opens, PGAs and things like that. So yeah, very lucky to see all those courses and, uh, yeah, they're, they're in the flesh. Some of them are just incredible to look at. So what's your best course that I've been, that I've been to once I've been working on sky. Do you mean? Yeah. That you've seen or that I've or... seen. Oh, wow. See now again, this is the memory thing not <laughs> kicking in um let me think i tell you what I, not just because it's this year port rush is up there for me that was a stunning golf course like some some of the holes just walking some of the holes is like, like really breathtaking some of them um that was pretty amazing um what else um i really I, I mean since i did scottish open a few years ago and it was at gullen as well that area i've said on the podcast before i think that area of the country of scotland is some of the best golf in the world if people you know people go up and i've mentioned crail so so many times go to go and play crail and kill spindy and craigie law and gullen and all of those that's an amazing part of the world you know even if you don't like golf just go there for the scenery mm. um that's that's amazing my uh, wife keeps saying we should go to scotland maybe i can uh... there you go <laughs> so she can summer and she'll, she'll go to the airport why you got your golf clubs yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know um so um yeah. <laughs> but yeah you should do it's like half an hour 45 minutes from edinburgh airport um up there on the coast and then like this time of the year especially when the weather's nice you mm. I, I talk about twilight golf well you will not get better twilight golf than around there at all um i'm trying to think of america now <clears throat> been that's really good uh oh i, I know where tory pines so oh, okay. like, yeah, farmer's nice. insurance at tory pines i went there for the first time this year um for the farmer's insurance and i just could not believe that it's on on these cliffs there and it's like the bluest of blue skies and just stunning golf course there some of the holes it's one of the par threes i think it's five or six going downhill it's not long like it looks like you're driving it you're hitting it into the ocean uh that that would be tory pines for me actually that would be it i think nice oh yeah. make me so jealous uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm some of the courses i see yeah they are they are pretty good yeah. mm. so how did the the skies the golf podcast come about so um so i've always wanted to be a commentator on on golf on, on football I used, as a kid i used to just commentate myself watching football i think most kids maybe did that um but then since i've been working on golf yeah i want to be a commentator but 
my boss said there wasn't really we got we got a lot of, we got a lot of great commentators and great presenters at Sky, so it's um, not quite room for me. And then I've loved podcasts for years and years. I listen to loads of football ones and and different ones as well. So um, and I saw there wasn't many golf podcasts three years ago. There really weren't many at all. So I kind of went to my boss. You know, I kind of put a little plan together and I said to him, um, "Look, I've got this idea. I'd love to start a Sky Sports golf podcast. Uh, talk to it." Through, through him about it and his first question to me was what's a podcast <laughs> so that was um that was sure. a big hurdle that was a big hurdle to get over for, mm. so i explained everything to him and then actually you know what the next day he came up to me he loves um he loves history military history and he came up to me and goes josh just want to thank you i listened to my first um history podcast yesterday and i absolutely loved it mm-hmm. so what, when he said that i knew i maybe was going to be okay so i did um I did a pilot with Jamie Spence and Henny Zool, who was working for us then. And my boss listened to it, liked it. And um, yeah, yeah, it's kind of gone from there, really. I've had been lucky with sponsorship through Callaway and this year, Titleist as well, mm-hmm. uh, who helped pay for like my guest fees, my audio bookings and things like that. A bit of travel if I, if I need that as well. So um, that's really good. And it's just gone, yeah, it's gone from strength to strength. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it's taken a while. I mean, you guys know and I've known to promote a podcast is really hard unless you're on, you both just nodded there. Um, (laughs) um, Unless you're on Instagram, unless you're on Twitter, uh, I struggle. Yeah. Word of mouth. It's word of mouth is, is the thing for podcasts. You boys are no, I think as well, unless you found any other avenues. Instagram is our only, is the only social media we use. Yeah. Um, And that's the only place that we reach out to people as well. Okay. Um, it's guests really that, that drive it because you know we, yeah. we need guests on to 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 make content with us but um, yeah. then they hopefully tell a few of their friends they're on a podcast and it kind of yeah. spreads like that you know that's, yeah. that's kind of how it works I, I'm, the, I'm the same with ours really you know when we get a good guest mm. it's no coincidence that the, 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 the number of downloads go up so yeah. yeah um yeah it does it does go by that but it's just it, it's after i mean the, the the social guys at sky they said to me look it's going to take probably two years for you to get a decent following and stuff like that and i kind of thought no way two years it'd be quicker than that and you know what they're right it was about two years mm-hmm. and, and then you properly you know instagram twitter whatever people you know they'll subscribe and then they'll tell their friends and stuff like that, yeah. you know if you you know if you have a thousand people listening if they can all tell one person just one person you know yeah. that helps a lot you know and i try and tell that people on the podcast as well just you know just tell one other person you know to have a listen you know they might not like it but that they can have a listen you know and then they tell other people and stuff like that yeah. as well yeah. so um but, but yeah it's gone really well and um you know a bit like you guys i, tr- I just try and appeal to normal people i don't try and uh, you know because uh, it's normal people at the end of the day that listen to it yeah. You know, so you know, I want to I want to talk about what normal people talk about on the golf course. You know, I don't really want to talk about I don't know too much about. I do talk, obviously talk about the pro golfers and stuff like that, but I want to talk about you know favorite chocolate bars and you know, you know really <laughs> oh, bad star bar. Oh. Yeah, oh, someone someone just before I started this, someone tweeted me, and he's I think he's a greenkeeper at Wentworth, and he showed me that the greenkeepers all had a massive box of Starbucks. <laughs> 
<laughs> last week. So, um, so that made me laugh. But yeah, just you know what normal people talk about around the golf course. You know, bad eBay purchases, or you know, yeah. people who have holes in their gloves who have a golf, you know, a golf club for the last seven years and don't want to change it. So, you know, just silly stuff like that. You know. Yeah. So, but obviously stuff like slow play we talk about, and you know, and, oh, you know, yes. golf, yeah, uh, yeah. golf. You yeah, could talk about slow play till the cows come home. Honestly, it's just <laughs> mental. It's absolutely mental. And like uh, golf fashion and stuff like that, that's that's probably overtaken it for me to, uh, rather than the slow play. I get really irked by by people, by golf clubs who don't allow you in for something you're wearing. That really, really grinds my gears a lot. Ah, uh, the golf club where I play um, on a Thursday night and I'm the guy where I'm having my lessons if in the summer, if you wear shorts, you have to wear plus fours. You're not allowed on the course without plus fours on. That is that's so fucking stupid. <laughs> that is so stupid. Who wears plus fours? Unless you're oh, sorry, everyone, but unless you're 72, who's wearing plus fours? You know, oh, that's you, crazy. Mate, again, know. again, that's why golf courses are closing down. You are cutting out so many people, especially youngsters as well. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't understand why other people are bothered about what other people are wearing. What, what does it matter to them? Yeah, I know. I totally agree with you. Josh. These golf courses must be hoping that John Rahm will turn up in, in plus fours one day and like all, all the kids <laughs> will start wearing them. <laughs> but, well, let, let's say, let's say, for instance, Rory turns up and he's not wearing plus fours. Yeah. Are they going to turn him away? Well, can you imagine I'm that sure. if they turned Rory away? Well, well, that'd be hilarious if I did, but it's it's just I because we me and my friends have got to know the junior. Well, he's a pro, but he's the youngest yeah. one there, so we call him the junior one. Okay, so we, we've got to know him quite well, and I'm having lessons with him, and so is my mate Tim. And I said to him, like, why are you guys still using plus fours? I said, do you not think that you look like Bellens? Yeah, and um, he went, yeah, but he has a tradition. He's younger than me. I'm 31. He must be 27, 28. That's like, seriously, mate? Seriously? Honestly, that's, it's so archaic as well with it all. It's just they've got to just come into the 21st century and just just look at what other kids are wearing. Look at Tony Finau on tour. I, I've got a hoodie on. He wears hoodies on the golf course. And I, I personally think it looks really, really good, you know. And kids, co- kids do copy what pros do, you yeah. know. And there's so many kids, twenty somethings, who are put off by, by fashion uh, and and etiquette at golf yeah. clubs. You know, they just don't want to be there, and they wonder why golf courses are closing down. That's, I mean, look, that's not the only thing why golf courses are closing down, and people have issues with golf clubs. But I generally do think that is a big thing about it. You know, mm-hmm. I've invited several friends who are non-golfers to come and play around. You know, just yeah. just as one off to see if they yeah. like it. Almost always, the first question they ask me or they text me before they go, "What do I need to wear?" Like, yeah. Do I, do I have to wear trousers? Do I have to wear, you know? I know. Is, before it's they nuts. even talk about other equipment, that's that's the big question, it seems. I know. Like. I actually played that course the other day. I won't name the club. Um, but uh, it was a hot day. But on the pro shop window, it said, if you wear shorts, you must wear long white socks. <laughs> Why? Why? You don't need to. Who cares? Who cares? What are they going to wear? I just, oh. Honestly, it makes me so angry. Who cares if you wear short or long white socks? That is so frustrating. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I might. I had thought about purchasing a pair of pleated trousers like Adam Scott, or 
And then, uh, and then, then you thought again. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I remember him at the Masters, and I thought, "What the fuck?" Honestly, he's the one of the best looking men on tour. He should. He, he'd be a very stylish fashion icon, and he. I don't know. I don't know if it's his decision to wear it. It's obviously he's going for the Ben Hogan look. That's what yeah. he's doing. But it just—it's not working at so, all. So you know, like, because um, I've always like Tyrrell Hatton opened his box on Instagram with the stuff he's got to yeah. wear. Do you think like he's opened his box and he's looked at it for what the fuck are these? <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> oh no! What's this? I just signed. I've just signed a five-year deal with these. What's going on? <laughs> I know they he's, don't look good. He's looked they, at his they, manager and, they, and he said, "I've got to wear these for all the fucking majors." <laughs> And they're big on him as well. They they they, they don't look right at all. So he'd be, he'd be allowed in plenty of golf clubs. There's no golf club he wouldn't be allowed in with those. Oh, right. oh you look like a bell end. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> who, who's yeah. the the guy on the European tour who wears the rolled up, um, the real short trousers, but rolled up? Is I can't remember his name. Eric Eric Van Royen. That's the guy. Yeah. I actually think they look quite smart. I like I them. them. I think they look really good. Him and Tommy Fleetwood wear them as well. Yeah. And um, uh, I think they look really, really good. And again, that's something young people would copy and would not have a problem with that at all. I think they look great. You know, you can wear some Converse or some smart trainers and they look great. That's how people go out now. Sorry? That's how people go out now with like they wear jeans or their trousers like that. So why not have them on a golf course? And they look smart as well. I think they look smart. Yeah. There's a few people who have an issue with them, but. It's only a few of them, you know, and again, what does it matter to them? What other yeah. people are wearing? So, no, I think they look really cool. He's a, I've met Eric. He's a really, really good guy. And, um, yeah, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't kind of wear traditional stuff, really. He wears a few things that are out there. So, uh, yeah, but, but yeah, no, I like them. That's such a needed thing because to get more young people into playing the game and not, like you say, to be archaic, you need to make them, the golfers look more appealing. Yeah, with Tony Finau wearing a hoodie at the Open, that was massive. I was think huge. it was a re- yeah, such a good thing. Yeah, it is. He, he, he's done a few other things. I'm trying to, he wears really cool trainers as well. Finau, he yeah, gets like Air Force Ones, don't he? Yeah, really cool. And I saw Keegan Bradley as well. It was only in a pro am, but he had these amazing orange Air Jordans on. Yeah. And I said to him, I said to him, Are you gonna wear these in the tournament? He goes, No, I'm not allowed to. And I wonder, I don't know why he's not allowed to, but they looked awesome. Mm. So just little things like that and kids, you know, kids would want to be them, you know, and want to wear, you know, and then golf clubs refuse to let them in. So it's, um, you know, it's very, very strange, very strange. So getting back to your, get back to your podcast, we're on a bit of a tangent of fashion. Uh, Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's my fault. (laughs) No, no, sorry. No, 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 we've now sorted. So... You say you have like obviously if you, people have never listened to your podcast, you have different people on. Mm. Um, so when you talk to your guests, um, have you ever had to sort of say like afterwards, well, you can't say that. That's a bit radical, or you've uh, had to sort of sort of. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we've had a few instances. So so I edit the podcast all myself as well. Yeah. So I've obviously been there, listened to everything, and sometimes I make a few notes with like a question mark next to it. I'm not going to, I probably won't repeat now. No, no, that's cool. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But there has been a few, a few things where I thought, "Mm, we might not be, that's, you know, it's an opinion. It's their opinion. 
I, I, it might get us into trouble that maybe so but you know I, I would never stop any guests from having their own opinion you know while we're talking and stuff like that it just might be now and again I, and I always say to them I always say look I'm not sure I, I'll put that in and they'll go that that's fair enough that's absolutely fair enough but I never stop I never say to them that you can't say this you can't say this you can't say this at all <laughs> so but yeah there has been instances where I've had to do that and um uh, you know and that's okay it's all part of a bit of a podcast you guys know you know it's it you don't want to be straight down the line and boring the whole time you know you've got to have a some kind of opinion oh yeah you know you. about it and you know there is a line sometimes you know and you, you guys are seeing on twitter and instagram people cross the line you know and if you cross the line you know it's uh you're gonna be in big big trouble sure so yeah, yeah people, are, people are wary these days though aren't they? i guess oh, that, yeah you, 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 there's there's too much social media and stuff like that nowadays that you know i'm you know so i think maybe five ten years ago what was an okay opinion would now be seen as you know yeah, um, yeah. pretty radical and and you know not allowed to be talked about but you know it's um it's although i think golf i don't know in golf golf is you could be pretty open, I think, about most things in golf. I think, really, there's nothing really <clears> that that, uh, that gets people too hyped up, except slow mm. play again. You or, seem uh, very hyped up about fashion. <laughs> yeah, fashion is it for yeah, fashion for me is that. But I don't think I I don't think you can say anything that would be too controversial. I don't think <laughs> no. really. Unless, you know, I slagged off some, like, the old course of St. Andrews and all of them. So, I love... By the way, if St. Andrews are listening, I do love you really, guys. Yeah. So, obviously, like uh, I listened to your podcast last week, and you had yeah. Radar and Andrew Carter on there, yeah. which I really love having them two on. I think they're such good... Yeah. Radar seems so funny. He, he is a lunatic, but yeah. he is hilarious. Yeah. Like one of my one of my favourite guys. He's he again has got a, a good opinion on things. And Andrew mm-hmm. Andrew Carter's got an opinion on a lot of things. But he never never steps over the line. He you know he knows he knows what he wants to say what he wants to say. And um, mm-hmm. uh, they're both really really good. You know, and they've been there. They've, they've got the t shirt. They've been on you know both tours. Cold Touch played Ryder Cup. So I always respect their opinion because they've been okay. there. You know, and Nick Doherty as well. Christ, yeah. Nick Doherty. Nick Doherty is, was one of going to be one of the best players in the world, I think, anyway, at the time. Yeah. He was just, uh, especially when he was a youngster, just arguably one of the best youngsters in the world. So all of those guys, uh, you know, I really enjoy having on. And, mm. you know, they rarely say no to a podcast. If, if they say no, it's because they've, you know, flown a lot recently or they've got something on. That's fair enough. But, you know, they're always willing to come on and have a chat. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're just having a chat. That's all it is, like we're doing now. We're just having a chat, you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. other subjects will come up that I haven't prepped them about and stuff like that. And that's cool. But, mm-hmm. yeah, like Radar, man, I, I, I can't control him sometimes. So um, I would I like love to go down the pub and have a point with him, and just honestly, and pick his brain about golf and stuff. I love you, it. You'd have to. You couldn't have a pint. It'd be, <laughs> it'd be more than a pint. But um, but yeah, he, 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 you could. You know, I, I've sat down with him a few times and over a glass of wine, and we've chatted and stuff like that. Same with Andrew as well. And it's funny enough. It, it's those conversations. I wish I had my microphone. Yeah. Because they're over just just really casually over a beer is some of the best golf chat you can actually have, yeah. and I kind of make notes sometimes in those t- 
to talk on another podcast about because everyone's so relaxed and it, it's very interesting some of those but um yeah i love all the guests i have on i'm always looking for new guests as well to to come on i always try and bring slightly younger guests on as well to try and yeah. appeal because you know a lot of people won't know but the uh, sky sports or tv the average age you, have you, you do you two have a guess have a guess of the average age of a Sky Sports golf viewer. I'd say 40s, 50s. Yeah, I was going to say 40s or 50s. 57. No. That's pretty, no, I, think that's, I think that's pretty old, to be honest. Agreed. Sorry, yeah. to, sorry to everyone, 57 and over. Mm-hmm. But I just, you know, again, we're talking about youngsters and stuff like that. I want to get more a younger community for the podcast, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I try and appeal to youngsters a little bit more, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is really important. But, and that's why I try and get slightly, maybe slightly younger guests who can appeal to those guys and, and the younger people can relate to them as well. Yeah. So yeah. I've recently had Incy Mehmet on. She's brilliant. She's, I like her. I follow her on the gram as well. She's fantastic. So nice. And she's really, and again, she's, I can't, she's mid twenties. She's really young. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she, she, she knows a lot of stuff that I don't. I'm 36. I don't know what a lot of the 20 somethings like in golf and just in life in general. So it's mm-hmm. good to have that perspective. And again, she appeals to that, that criteria as well. So um, yeah, I, I'm always looking for different people of different ages, mainly younger people as well. So. Yeah. Who's your favorite, like set of reoccurring guests you like to have on? Have you got uh, any favourites or not? Uh, oh, they're all great. They're all great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're Mr. All, they're Non-Committal. All, they're, they're all my favourite. Um, no, I tell you what, Andrew Coulthard definitely would be one of mine because he's so generous with his time. He, he is one of the nicest guys out there as well. I really enjoy listening to his opinion and things like that as well. And, um, you know, I always say... You know, I always give him a text after, say, really, really, thanks for today. Um, you know, I really appreciate your time. And he texted me the other day. He says, you don't have to keep saying that to me. And I, I went, I know, but I just, you know, really appreciate it. I know you're a busy man. You work, you know, all the time and you're traveling. So Andrew Coltart for me. And then, and he was in the original, and I mentioned him earlier, and he was in the pilot, Jamie Spence as well. He, yeah. I get on really well with Jamie. He's a, a brilliant on-course analyst. He again. He's played. He played European tour. He knows loads of people. Again, really opinionated. He's funny as well. Knows a lot of people. And you know, he's. I think he's on in a couple of weeks. And we, I've put him name down a diary for a few of them coming up. And I just really appreciate his time. And he drives two hours to come to Sky. You know, wow. from Kent, he drives a long way to come and do the podcast. So I always appreciate people who do that as well, who take their time to come and come and do it. Mm, sure. um, yeah, Jenny. Uh, look, there's, there's loads of them as well. You know, the players, you know, I had Fitzpatrick and Matt Wallace came on at Wentworth last week, only yeah. for like 15 minutes. But to get a pro's time is really hard these days because they're wanted by so many people. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Matt, Matt Fitzpatrick, he could have been there for another two hours and he's got yeah. an opinion. You want someone... With an opinion, yeah. he's got. He seems quite it a meek and like mild. It. Yeah, he's he, he he's he seems quite a meek and mild uh, guy. But I think underneath there's a lot of fire in that belly, mm. and he uh, wants to talk. But um, but yeah, no, yeah, Coltart and Spency for me, I think would be uh, would be the two. So when you get uh, a pro on, say like like Fitzy or, or yeah. Matt Waller, like do you think that they enjoy coming on your podcast because you're normal? And you're not like all technical golf, and you just talk about normal stuff. See, I'd like to think that, and and I always try when I get a pro on, 
I don't really change the subjects. I do normal stuff. I ask them what their favorite chocolate bar is. You know, I ask them, you know, whatever, you know, uh, golfing no-nos, which we did, which I started a year or so ago, you know, Aaron Rye with two gloves, iron head covers, all of that. Um, And I ask them that stuff because I, I genuinely think that golfers get a bit bored about talking about the same stuff the whole time answer been answering the same questions you know so i try and think outside the box and i try and also think what the listener wants to hear from the pro you know in a in a podcast you know and you guys know as well i don't want to get bored in a podcast now and again i I can sometimes you know to just turn off a little bit so i want to try and keep it really light-hearted and i think they appreciate that as well you know just just having to think a little bit differently and enjoying having a laugh and enjoy having a chat you know Mm -hmm. and there might be things that they can say on the podcast that they can't say in a press conference Mm -hmm. or to a journalist or things like that which i think is really good as well and i that's what I'd hope they do mm-hmm. as well. So we've had likes of like Terrell Hatton was really opinionated, you know, he, um, when he was on, was it last year or the year before he told us about the time in Mexico when he was put on the clock with Mickelson and, um, Shabanka Sharma. And he'd never told anyone that. And he told us, and then, and then news outlets all over the world picked it up somehow. Mm-hmm. It was on like golf channel and golf.com and places like that. So, you know, it's really important for me that they, they just be normal, just be themselves as well. You know, I don't want them to be anything else when they come on the podcast. So mm-hmm. the ones we've had on so far, I think they've been like that. So, um, you know, I think they've, and they realize they can relax a lot more in the podcast because it's not live. Yeah. I think that's a big thing. That's not live and they've not got a camera in front of them. Mm-hmm. So they know that if they, okay, like what you said earlier, if they say something wrong or they think, mm, maybe I shouldn't have said that, they can always say to me, is it right if you don't put that in? I went, yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool. So I think that helps them a lot. So, yeah, I'd like to think so anyway. That's, that's cool. good. I like that. Yeah. So you you do your golf chats as well, yeah. say, like you've done uh, Andrew Coulthard's, yeah. um, Eddie Pepperell, yeah. Butch, Radar. Butch, Harm, Radar, Butch yeah. Harmon. What a chat that was. I could, have spoke favorites. To, I could have spoke to Butch for another three hours there. I yeah. had so many questions to ask him. I didn't get through a third of them. Wow. He, I, I, so I was, so I was lucky enough to do a thing in Vegas. It was for, um, it was for something else and it was with Butch. And um, yeah, that's when I got the time with him and I just sat in his office in his golf school and there's just memorabilia like you wouldn't believe. If you're into sports and American sports, I was just gobsmacked. All the Tiger stuff in there was like, and unfortunately, with it being an audio podcast, I couldn't really, you know, show it how it was. But all the Tiger stuff, all these, he loves American football and baseball, and all his Adam Scott stuff because he's coach Adam Scott. Mm. Um, just incredible. And uh, yeah, Butch is just incredible. All his, you know, he's, he's in, his, in his 70s, might be 80 now, Butch. Yeah. But like all the stuff, the people he's coached and. We, we hardly spoke about and many of the people he coached, you know, Freddie Couples, Ernie, people like yeah. that. I could have talked to him. He's so interesting as well, Butch. And he, again, he's opinionated. He doesn't yeah. hold back at all as well, Butch. So, yeah, brilliant. And then the Nick Doherty one, I think I got such a great response from the Nick Doherty one because Nick's story is amazing. Yeah. You know, the highest of highs that he went to literally falling off a cliff in the space of no in no time as well mm-hmm. it just shows how fragile the golf the game of golf can be and how a pro the pressures the, the pros are under as well you know mm-hmm. so um yeah i came up with the idea of the golf chats this year and i think they've been a pretty big success i've got a couple more lined up for this year i think i'm gonna do megan mclaren who's 
let player she's quite vocal on twitter especially and um yeah yeah she's she's very interesting so i might be doing that in a couple of weeks so but yeah they've worked out really well those um nick Doherty, that that really hit me that did with his yeah. lows i mean i think i messaged you and i messaged him as well saying like that really hit me and actually brought yeah. a tear to my eye like yeah. here and get someone that low mm-hmm. playing a sport that you love as well he's just like wow yeah it was it was the one he talked about was it kenya where he yeah. was was he on the last tee and he only had one ball left That's and it, he, yeah. he hoped it would go out of bounds and he'd lose the ball because mm-hmm. he was that fed up with it all yeah. and i mean to get to that point in a golfer's career you must just it's, it, I mean, he said his head was scrambled by then and trying to do all these swing thoughts. He was looking up YouTube clips himself, trying to fix it himself and stuff like that. It's just, it is quite incredible. And there's no sport like it than golf. You know, the, you, can, you can be really technical or you can be the least technical person ever. You know, there's, I don't think you get that quite, those two ends of the spectrum in any other sport really, you know. And, but yeah, Nick was just, you know, I mean, playing a US Open with Tiger Woods. And then a few years later, if that, you know, his mum dying, which I think hit him really hard. And then just his, the games completely fell apart. And he genuinely doesn't like playing golf anymore. It's just incredible mm-hmm. in a, such a short space of time. Mm-hmm. You know how someone's career, I, I mean, he's been so lucky that he's the most amazing presenter. Don't tell him that. But the most <laughs> natural presenter I've ever seen in my life. Like I can remember him doing his green screen. So his like rehearsal. And I was like, who's this guy? I thought I thought he'd been doing something for like five, six years. It was just amazing, you know. So uh, he's a great guy, Nick, really good guy. And he's a great presenter and very, very natural. But yeah, it was he some golf. But yeah, that was an amazing story. And again, with that, you know what? I had another 10 questions to ask him and I didn't get through them. So I might do a, a, a Doherty cold chat part two, maybe. We'll see. We'll see, see if he wants to talk about it first. He might not want to. So do you ever get like starstruck or do you ever just like, for instance, you had Matt Fitzpatrick and Matt Wallace. Yeah. Do you just think, shit, these guys are awesome golfers. Two possible Ryder Cup yeah. contenders for this year. Do you just think, whoa. Yeah, I or, do. do and... or, or, oh. I don't know how to describe it because I think, or do you just think, nah, these are two normal guys. No, I, I look, I treat them as normal guys. Yeah. And I, I, I don't think golfers would be, will want to be treated anything else. They just want to be treated as normal people, you know, which okay. I, I hope that's what they think. And when I, when, when I kind of think like that a little bit, I kind of calm down a little bit. Like when I had Tyrrell Hatton on for the first time, I was quite nervous because, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's a, he's a top 30 player in the world, you know, and stuff like that. But once you start talking to them for two, three minutes, you realise they're normal people. And they just like talking about the same stuff as you do, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always, a new guest, especially a new golfer, I ask them to tell the listeners something about themselves that no one else might know. And that kind of breaks the ice a little bit because you're already not really talking about golf. And mm-hmm. I think that puts them at ease a little bit, puts me at ease as well, because I can kind of make fun of them or ask them sub questions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it, that kind of helps. But yeah, like, and like at the tour champs, you know, whenever it was a month ago, six weeks ago, um, we were doing, we were out shooting some features and we would, we did an interview with McElroy and I was standing like 30 centimeters from Rory chatting to him. I'm like, like, this is crazy. Absolutely nuts. And you know, that's why I'm very lucky in my job to do stuff like that. But again, he's an absolutely normal guy. 
and he's just just chatting to you and it just you know really really good so maybe one day Rory will come on the podcast I don't know he's a hard <laughs> he's a hard man to get to stop for even two minutes so he, he just blurts out saying come on my podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah who's this weirdo um and um but yeah no they they've been really good and I've um yeah first I was very nervous but I think I've I, I I still get a bit nervous. Look, if you're not nervous, I don't think you're normal. I think everyone gets nervous when they talk talk to people that, you know, are their heroes, you know, especially in a sport that you love. Mm. So, um, but yeah, I just try and t- treat them like normal people and ask them normal questions, which I think, yeah. which I think they appreciate. Um, I mean, we find people are nervous talking to us because a lot, uh, <laughs> this is going to sound tough, because you know, it's crazy. Look, we're just two normal guys that just do this, but they're, they're nervous about having stuff recorded and, and there's nothing like when you reassure them like there's nothing to worry about it's yeah. just us having a chat imagine yeah. we're in a pub just having a pint yeah exactly um that's exactly then, the way to to, to re- do a podcast is just mm-hmm. think you're sitting around having a beer and having a chat because in, in essence that is what a podcast is yeah really. that, that is and that's when the best content comes out is when everyone's relaxed and you're just you know there's a bit of banter going on and you're just bouncing things off each other mm. that's when the best stuff of a podcast comes out i always think as a listener you should feel like you're you're listening to just a, a conversation like you could be part of that conversation but you're, just, you're just being quiet yeah, yeah that's exactly it you know and if i listen to any other podcast that's when i kind of laugh the most i remember stuff the most you know they're the best bits of podcasts mm. so yeah absolutely you, you want to feel like if you're it's exactly it. if you're a listener you feel like you could join in the conversation that's exactly it I think that's what what we're aiming for. Is, um, so say if we meet someone that because we met one of our our previous guests for around a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But that because we chat would chat with him before is it was like we'd known him for ages anyway. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and he said the same to us. It's like I've listened to you every week, so it's like we. I feel like I know you two quite well. Yeah, exactly. That's a great way to do it. You know, and yeah. I've I've had a few I've a few listeners who have who've contacted me on Twitter and they said, look, do you want to come and have a round and stuff like that? And there's, there's part of me that thinks they could be an ax murderer. They really could be. And I might be in massive trouble here, but I've played with them and they're all brilliant. They were really, really good. And again, like, cause they've listened to it. They just, you know, the, the, ch- the, the chat's pretty easy going around the golf course, but you know, if you play with anyone random, you know, unless they're super weird, you know, yeah. the chat's always usually pretty good, I always think, around a golf course. So, and again, yeah. the, the chat usually goes away from golf. So, you know, and it's just people having a chat, you know. So, yeah. So, uh, your thing is the chocolate bar question. Yeah. At the moment. At the moment. It'll probably so, change. It'll probably change in a few weeks. I have uh, a question for you. Oh, no. What is the song? It gets you hyped for golf. It gets you pumped. Surely, up. sure, it's going to be "Don't Stop Me Now" by Queen. Well, you, you know <laughs> yeah. what? "Don't Stop Me Now" would be in my top three, I reckon. Absolutely, that gets me hyped for golf specifically. Yeah. Mm. Wow, that's a good question. I actually might have to. I've got my phone in. I have to look on my Spotify. I, I've got loads. I, I, I like mostly Indian rock music. Good not man. Indian rock, sorry, indie and rock. Oh, okay. Indian, <laughs> Indian rock music is something all, something all together. Um, uh, but I don't. God, that's a good point. I'd go for something. I'd go for something quite heavy, possibly. So I don't know. Maybe something like a Biffy Clyro. Um, some of their songs I'd go for, or 
Oh, I don't know actually. God, that's a good question. Because I, when I go to the range, or if I play, <coughs> I like to, I like to play golf on my own. I quite like mm-hmm. to go around a course and just put my headphones in yeah, and I stuff do. like that. Yeah, I love doing that. And especially if there's no one else on the course, it's great. You can just throw a few balls down, especially around the green, do some chipping and stuff like that. Um, but um, and then I, I listen to music all the time. So, um, God, that's a really good question. I might steal that question. Actually, no. Oh, have you copyrighted it? No, I'm joking. Of course I wouldn't do. Uh, um, oh, maybe Bruce Springsteen as well. Bruce. Nice. I like that. You can't not like Bruce Springsteen as well, to be honest. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd go for stuff like that. Although I also, I really like, like stuff like 70s disco and things like that. That's really, really good as well. Maybe not, no, maybe not for golf. But um, but yeah, but then look, you got I don't know. Yeah, Indian rock would be for me, I think. But yeah, don't stop me now, definitely. We've so, been asking all our guests. I think we're going to make a Spotify playlist and oh, publish it. Of that's a, songs that is a brilliant idea. Yeah. That's um, a great idea. Please share that because then everyone could just have the same Spotify playlist. <laughs> One of my favourite songs ever is the Pina Colada song. So <laughs> it's, is that your golf song? <laughs> no, no, no. Mine is right, proper heavy metal, my golf song. Get, what is get it? Ready. Uh, it's by a band called Hate Breed called Destroy Everything. And it's like really gruff as how to describe it. But that would get you up. And the okay. video to the video that Rob's done with it has got starts off with Rory McIlroy when you hold that monster part at the Ryder Cup against Patrick Reed. Okay. And he's going like that. And that's just sort of like, yeah, that goes really well with that as well. <laughs> um, I love that. That's good. Oh, that's but that's good. what we want. Like we're gonna hopefully put it on so people can add to it and listen to it and, and stuff. That's so. good. See, I, see, a lot of my other ones would be quite niche because I was a bit of an emo kid as well. Okay. So I liked a lot of the I liked a lot of emo stuff. So like Funeral for a Friend and um, Oh Roses for the Dead. What oh, Roses, for, Roses for the Dead is great. So so actually, Escape Artists Never Die by Funeral for a Friend actually yes. would be um, would be um, would be up there for me actually. Actually, that would be in my top three. I've played that song. I'd hate to see how many plays on Spotify I've played on that. So I think that would be, I can remember the video for that as well. It was a strange video of like a couple dancing, which was quite yeah. weird. But um, yeah, that actually, yeah, nice. I'm going to go for Escape Party. It's Never Die. There you go. That's mine. Okay. It's going on the list. There Thanks. you go. Everyone's going to everyone's gonna go, what the fuck? Who the fuck chose this song? <laughs> yeah. Everyone will be really pumped up for golf and then you're, you're yeah. one to come on. <laughs> That's right, because one of our followers put the rude sandstorm, and I just my face dropped. I was at work at the time, and I read it. I was like, "What? Are you joking?" <laughs> oh, that's great. You could go worse than that, surely. Oh, I reckon you could go worse than the rude sandstorm. Yeah, <laughs> Pina Colada song. <laughs> I, don't, no, I, don't, I think I might be. Yeah. You should ask. You should ask some of your guests. I'd like to know what some of the pros would would listen to before they play around. Yeah, because Patrick Reed listens to music on the range. I know that. Mm-hmm. So I'd be interested. To see, uh, he likes Imagine Dragons. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. So, um, but um, yeah, no, I, I might, I might ask. I'll, I'll obviously give you credit <laughs> for that for the question as well. <laughs> I could talk about music phrases. I mean, this started because um, the guy who makes ball markers, uh, he was listening to some punk or something because mm. I like, I say I like metal, rock, indie, yeah. that sort of music. And I just got talking to him over that, and he was a guest a few weeks ago. But that's that was for Instagram, just from what he was listening to. Yeah. And yeah. and that now that's always quite a question I like to ask people is like, what you get up for listening? Yeah, to it's golf? a good question actually, because 
I wonder how many golfers like listen to classical music, if mm. at all. I wonder if that gets them pumped up. See, another, that's another thing, like the seniors on the senior tour, what do they listen to? That'd be an interesting one. That would be an interesting <laughs> question. Like Cliff Richard and things like that. Yeah, good old Cliff. <laughs> yeah, a bit of Neil Diamond as well, I reckon. A bit of Rod Stewart and stuff yeah. like that. So... Um, can, yeah. can you see someone on like seniors on the on the range tour just listen to Summer Holiday by Cliff Richard just hitting bombs? <laughs> <laughs> they got a speaker. Their headphones aren't working, so they've got a speaker behind them. Got and everyone's all like just doing their head to a head with <laughs> side to side like that. Be well away. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we'll have to, you'd have to ask the seniors that. That's a good question. Well, I can ask Spencer. He's a senior. So um, <laughs> yeah, let us know what he says. Yeah. Yeah, see what he says. Yeah. So. If anybody would like to find you on social media, Josh, where can they find you, mate? Social media, so Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Josh Antman. Two ends on the end of Antman. So I'm not like the Marvel character, unfortunately. So <laughs> um, two ends on Antman. Uh, so I'm on there. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do tr- reply to everyone on Twitter. I might be away or I might just forget sometimes, but I do always get back to people. So there are the two places you can find me. Um, I try... I, I, I mostly post golf stuff on Instagram, to be honest. I should post other stuff. Like, I was just saying there, on the podcast, we don't really talk about golf all the time. So I should probably post other stuff. So, on uh, Like you hitting three off the tee at the weekend. Uh, honestly, that, so I was, in, I was in Spain on the weekend for a golden holiday with some of my mates. We were about an hour from Valencia. And I think I found the first ball. But, yeah, that, I mean, every golfer must do that when they hit three off the tee and they go, why the fuck couldn't I do that the first time? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. so stupid. You don't do anything different. And you lace one down the fairway. It's like, yeah. come on. So, it's um, yeah, that was uh, that was frustrating, that. so You'd, you'd love playing with our mate, Tim. Is, yeah. Is that every time. Yep. Is yep. it? Yep. Three off every tee. Three off every <laughs> really? tee. And the third, the, the, the visioner was also, he creams it every time. Really? Yeah, but I think I think that's it's a mental thing that more than anything, because mm-hmm. I think that the, when you're three off the tee, you care less, mm-hmm. and so I think you think less, yeah. and so it's just you you you've got no thought scrambling your brain. Mm-hmm. So I think you just you know it's a more of a natural thing really. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, most people do three off the tee much much better. So <laughs> maybe that's how we should think now. We should think every ball is three off the tee. Definitely. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Yeah. Well, it's been an awesome chatting with you, Josh. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Really Thank you. It. Really enjoyed it. Very different being this side. Good. Very different. Like, I've, had to, yeah. I've, had, I've had to think differently. <laughs> so, um, so hopefully you don't have to cut too much out of that. I think I was all right. No, you're fine. That's yeah. fine, mate. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, thanks, yeah. guys. I really enjoyed it too. Good. We'll have to um, play. We'll have to play golf, guys. Yes. If you're ever up in the Essex, Suffolk area, mate, or yeah, wherever we'll you are, we'll come and see you. you yeah, as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm South London, so... Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, it's not a million yeah. miles away. No, 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 no. So it's um so yeah, either train. I see loads of people, especially where I am. Golf clubs on the train going places now because okay. I don't know, the traf- traffic's so shit in London. Mm-hmm. The train's easier. So um so yeah, whenever you guys are free and I'm free before the weather gets really crap, mm-hmm. should I get get around in? Yeah. I'm I mean Yeah, I live next to the sea, so Ah, oh, beautiful. If you you and the you and your missus will come for a weekend away at this end. That's yeah, cool. definitely. And she'll go to me, why are you bringing golf clubs? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, thank you, first John. Thank I really you. appreciate it. No man. worries, boys. Hope it goes well. Really enjoyed it. So, that was Ant-Man himself, Josh. Um, superhero extraordinaire. 
yeah, really nice chat with Josh. Really enjoyed that. What do you think, Rob? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's such a nice bloke. I mean, he has been on the podcast before. We did a Solheim Cup special. And if anyone listens mm. to that one, you'll know that he was a nice bloke. So um, I'd like to get him back on again at, at, at some point in the future. Must say, a very good song to get you hyped for golf. Funeral for a friend. Me now. Oh, <laughs> that one. I thought you were going for Queen. No, no, funeral for a friend. If you, um, if you have a vague idea, I call it heavy metal and stuff. So have a bit of emo music like that is quite good. Like reliving my teenage years and my early twenties. Mm. It's all good. Um, yeah, it's really enjoyed that. It's really interesting. A bit good insight into some into a world that we don't really know a lot of mm. as well. Mm. So I found that really interesting. Mm. Um, hope, hope I'd love to have a round of golf with him as well. That'd be nice. Have a chat. Cool. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Definitely. Yeah, um, was... So if our listeners want to send us their own songs, how yes. do they do that one? If you, can DM, if you DM us on our Instagram, which is at the average golf, where you can DM us about anything anyway and just check out what we're doing and stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, if you'd like to DM us with... Uh, a song like any song as well we don't mind um we can we'll put it on our spotify playlist that we've got mm-hmm. uh, and what's that rob because i can't remember off the top of my head i think it's just called songs to get you pumped up for golf if you type into spotify the average golf society you, you'll find it yeah yeah uh, so there we've got we've um had songs from previous previous guests on as well uh josh's song is on there as well mm-hmm. um yeah it's good it's really good got a good selection of music on there uh it's a good playlist as well to be honest with you but we want to make it grow mm. so this is our this is every podcast has like a certain quest like a question or something this is our new signature question of what song gets you hyped for golf um you know because we've all got a song uh yeah you we know, do yeah but then if you also go on instagram you, you'll see pictures of us from our, our recent trip to portugal um tim's luscious locks and his socks mm-hmm. um yeah just like us in general really like like if you'd like to be on the podcast drop us a dm if you know someone who want to be on the podcast drop us a dm if you just want to have a chat with us drop us a dm we don't mind it's all good um, what about if there's anyone out there who doesn't know what dm means sorry direct message <laughs> it might be a few old boys you never know Yes, some holiday lads, if they're listening. Hopefully, we had to install a podcast app to all of their phones while we were on holiday. We did. We also had to explain to them what, what the cloud was. <laughs> they somehow thought their messages got, got put into the sky. How, how does it come down? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Bless that, was, that was such a funny night that night. I just had to zone out in the end. I was like, oh, my God, I can't explain this anymore. Mm. Um that was such a good night sorry John if you're listening um, <laughs> uh, yeah so if anyone would like to email us Rob where can they do that mate averagegolfsociety at gmail.com yeah yep and, and email us about anything you want as long as it's kind of golf related if you're sending us nudie pics I'd probably rather you didn't if I'm honest um, no definitely not thanks <laughs> Um, and uh, while you're on your phone doing all this stuff, why don't you go on the app store or sorry, the pod, the podcast store and give us a little review. We would love that. Ideally yeah. five stars, but we'll take four. <laughs> I did notice actually we had a new um, 
someone to give us a, a five-star rating today, actually. Oh, very like. nice of them. Um, and reviews. Keep the reviews as well. We lo- I love hearing... Like, I love people messaging us as well to say how much they're enjoying the podcast. I've had a few of them just lately. Mm. It's really nice. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's, um, what, had- it's what kind of keeps you going, isn't it, when you're doing this? Because well, we don't know people are listening. We just sit here and talk. Um, no. And when we had some really nice feedback about our Portugal podcast as well. Mm-hmm. That that was really good. That's I had cool. someone's I had someone message us reckon I was drunk on the first one. Uh I just sound really tired. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely get drunk and do a podcast if you like. I definitely don't mind doing that. No, we were talking about doing that for um for Christmas, weren't we? A drunken yeah. one. Drop drunken there, yeah. golf. <laughs> Drop it yeah, that's a good point. Like for Christmas, we were thinking about doing a, a drunk a drunk cast, maybe talk about just get drunk and talk about golf. Draw us a DM if you think that's a good idea or not. I think that'll be, um, sorry, a direct message. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, just, you know, if you think that's a good idea, just hearing two guys get drunk and talk about golf even more, that'd be interesting. (laughs) Oh, God, imagine when you start talking about slow play one, you're going to go, you're going to go off of one, aren't you? (laughs) Depends on what I'm drinking. Just don't Mm. let me drink. um, Lady boys. (laughs) Maybe just stick to Guinness and, and gin. I think I'll be all right. But yeah. yeah. Yes. So that's all of the things we've got, really. Um, are you going to play golf this week, Rob? Uh, I probably won't play. I'll probably get a little driving range. It's just that, yeah. that time of year now, and it works dark in the evenings and your weekends get booked up. It's tricky. Uh, but yeah, lots of driving range for the next few months, probably. Yeah, that's me as well. Driving range on Thursday night with the Shankers. Yeah. Uh, Good luck. Yeah, thanks for that, mate. So, Rob, I will see, I'll speak to you next week. Yes. Ciao. Ciao. Bye. Bye.